Hello and welcome to the Road Trip Sports Podcast. My name is Harrison Crook and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Oliver Gilmore. Ollie, how are you doing? Yeah, look, H, it's spooky season because we're uh, talking all things Halloween or at least uh, going to have a bit of a Halloween twist to today's episode. Yeah, it's going to be a great one. We've got lots of uh, Halloween-themed segments coming up for you, including uh, Trick or Treat, uh, where we go through different uh, sports teams and different situations. We decide whether it's a trick or a treat. Uh, we've got a candy draft. We've got a movie monster draft. And we're going to make some last-minute deals on the trade deadline. So it's going to be an exciting one. Yeah, I'm always creeping it real, uh, screaming my way into Halloween and uh, looking for the boo, you know? Gross. Um, (laughs) If you enjoy the podcast, make sure to follow us on all of our socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Pod. Any inquiries you've got, if you'd like to get in touch with the podcast, if you'd like to get on the podcast yourself, and discuss your favourite teams, your favourite sports moments, make sure to reach out to us, Podcast at gmail.com, or you can slide into any of our DMs, that's at Pod. This episode, like all of our episodes, has been sponsored by Major Sports Collectibles Australia at Major Sports Collectibles, your one-stop shop for any and all of your memorabilia needs. If it's got a signature, it's for you. Jerseys, helmets... Uh, whatever you want, it can be yours. If they've got it in stock, great. If they don't, get in contact. They can sort it out for you. Major Sports Collectibles. That's Major Sports Collectibles at Major Sports Collectibles. Yeah, look, so H, I think um, Halloween's becoming a bit of a bigger thing in Australia. I think we chatted about it last year. It still hasn't broken through the uh, pop culture or background, but I, I suppose I, even as you as a school teacher, you're starting to see it a bit more in that space or I, kids talking about going trick-or-treating. I got harassed for the fit I hadn't uh, put on a Halloween costume. Okay. Um, I got harassed for the fact that I didn't have any Halloween-themed lessons. Um, so I think this next generation breaking through is probably going to carry on this tradition. And I think that Halloween is going to become a much bigger thing in Australia going forward based on the way that the youth, I guess you could call it, is trending. Yeah, for sure. And so I think the biggest form or the most important factor for everyone of Halloween time is, is trick-or-treating. So traditionally, you get up to someone's house, uh, going house to house, you ask for a treat trick or treat usually the um the motto is if you don't have a treat if you don't have a treat you get a trick or something happens but pretty much that's just a a saying for the sake of it my dad used to uh say that uh here's a trick don't have a treat get lost (laughs) fair enough (laughs) um we've we've sort of Put together a little bit of an opening segment it's it's a bit of a this or that it's a would you rather it's is this real or is it not it's a bit of a trick or treat segment h yeah it's gonna be a good one um really looking forward to it uh the first thing we've got and this is a question that you came up with would you rather sit in cheap seats or expensive seats but you can't go you can't eat you can't drink or you go to the bathroom so cheap seats but you can do whatever you want go to the bathroom whatever or expensive seats you can't eat drink go to the bathroom yeah, probably give me those expensive seats, I reckon. And the reason being is... Depends. What, when When's the cut-up? Can you eat before the game? Oh, I'm sure you could. Like, so as soon as you enter the stadium, you can't eat. Yeah, I think, that's, that I think that's the go. Okay. And I'm not sure if I'm trying to find a loophole in my own question here, but maybe you sit in those expensive seats and if you've really got to go, you just go and, and stand at the, at the standing room uh, section of the stadium. I don't know. Maybe that's the way to go. Maybe that's the loophole. Well, you can just practice holding it. I mean... Us Taylor Swift fans have to uh, endure three and a half hours uh, without a bathroom break, so I'm sure the uh, average sports fan wouldn't mind. Unless we're talking someone like cricket, you'll be fine. I was going to say, don't act like you are. Don't act like fans aren't putting packets or whatever they're putting in the side of their pants and and yeah. peeing into the colostomy bags. Oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. I've heard colostomy bags. I've heard. Um, the adult diapers some are wearing. So those are the weaker Swifties. That's horrific. True Swifties can hold it for, for Taylor. Or some Swifties I've heard try to get tickets to two concerts. They know the song to skip out on and they don't miss it the next night. All right. So the next question is a little bit different. Um, I'm knocking on Goot's door, the Packers GM, and he says, well, you know what? It's a trick or a treat, but you can only have one treat and you've got two options. You can have Aaron Rodgers 
or Devontae Adams back? Now, I'm talking injury-free Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams back in the form that he was two years ago when he had that connection with that Hall of Fame QB. Now, this is a hard question because I think to myself, if you get Adams back, you get that star wide receiver. But at the end of the day, Jordan Love is still throwing the ball to him and that offense has been terrible. So is that the reason? Is that part of the reason the team is so bad? So maybe that's a contributing factor. Or if you have Rodgers under center, you're pretty much a playoff team unless he was unmotivated like he was last year. What would say he'd be motivated this year coming back to the Packers? Exactly. Isn't that the reason he left? Exactly. Let's just pretend. And I reckon I'm going to... It's going to be controversial, but um, maybe it's because I've gotten over it. He's moved on. But I'm going to I'm gonna pick Devonta Adams here. I'm happy to see how Jordan Love would go with a star talent around him. I think that's a sensible pick. You're going to get more years of Devonta Adams' prime. Um, the only drawback would be he might get as frustrated as he is currently in Las Vegas, um, which is weird. It's weird. He wanted to be there. And I know Derek Carr got shipped out of town, but he had to know that Derek Carr wasn't stable in Las Vegas. Like, maybe he should have waited a year, seen where Derek Carr was going, and then forced the trade this year. Get one more year with Aaron Rodgers, have that like last dance sort of season last year, and then go, great, Derek Carr's a free agent. Where are you going, Derek? I'm 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 forcing a trade there too. Yeah. Could All you right. imagine like Derek Carr right now with Devonta Adams with the Saints? Yeah, it'd be with, huge. Like Kamara there, with Thomas there, like uh, Olave if he's not driving recklessly there's there's that's a team that's a team that can make a playoff run well i've got another question for you you have to give up it's a trick or treat here's the treat in front of you you've got christian mccaffrey you've got debo samuel and you've got nick bosa all coming to the miami dolphins but you've got to give up something a little bit back you've got to give up tyree kill Xavier Howard, and you've also got to give up uh, Devon A-Chain, or A-Chan, <laughs> um, and you've got to give up one more player who's who's a, let's, who's a star player on your defense. What about like Christian Wilkins or something? Would you do it? Would you give up Tyreek Hill? It's basically a, a hypothetical trade here. Yeah, but okay. You're, you're blowing um, up the team. You're giving up Tyreek Hill, Xavier Howard, Christian Wilkins... And HN for McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and Nick Bosa. So basically, you're just blowing up your team. You're getting a better package here, but you're losing a bit of the identity of that Dolphins team. Are you going to do it? It's hard. What I look at is uh, Xavier Howard has been low key on a decline this year. Um, he's also injured. I, I'm assuming these players are healthy. Yeah, they're all healthy. Okay, they're all healthy. Um, because HN as well is injured and a rookie. So I'm like, I'd of course take it if if injuries were were live and actual. Um, I think this question, the reason I ask it is, it's almost like, are you really happy with the identity of the Dolphins team you got at the moment, and do you want to blow that up for better players? I don't think so. Okay. I think I like the chemistry that Tua's has built with Tyreek. Yeah, you see them every single game, and while winning the Super Bowl is the most important thing, it's the only thing. Breaking records, having successful seasons is part of the enjoyment as a fan. I want to see Tyreek Hill go for 2,000 yards. It's going ha- to happen. I know, unless he gets I know injured. it's going to happen. And that's why don't trade him. Don't, get, don't let him get injured. Heavens no. But I think that Tyreek is going to have a historical season that I would like to watch as a Dolphins fan. I think that it's been already great to watch the historical 70-point win, um, this historical offense, the way it's been. And I don't know that you want to change that. I mean... If you did, if you did go for it, the offense would probably be as prolific, if not maybe more. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Okay, the so defense I think is where you lose me. I think because even though Xavier Howard's yeah, been yeah. on the now that Jalen Ramsey's back, Xavier Howard is two. Mm. Having one of the best corners, he's still probably a top, two of the better corners. Top ten. So, so I'm, I'm looking at Xavier Howard's probably top ten, top fifteen. Yes, yeah, I reckon top fifteen. Call him top fifteen. Jalen Ramsey's top five. Having them, I think so. If, I think if so. He's, if he's healthy, if he's all good, Jalen Ramsey's top five. Xavier Howard's top 15. Xavier Howard being a top 15 cornerback who doesn't have to take the number one receiver, I think you might see his stock rise. I think you might see him get a few more picks This the rest of the way if he gets healthy. If he's there, Javon Hollins coming back from injury as well. If you lose that 
and you lose a defensive line piece for an edge rusher, yes, it's a prolific pass rusher. I, I don't like it. I like the way our defense is starting to put their pieces together. They really put a stamp on that Patriots game. I'd love to see what they do to the Chiefs because we saw a bum-ass Broncos team shut down the Chiefs. Can the Dolphins do it? I really hope they can. I'm not sure that they can, but I really hope they can because the Chiefs' defense is legit. Dolphins aren't going to score many points. They're going to need the D to step up. All right. Well, I suppose we'll get into the team section of it now, and it's a bit of a is it real, is it not? Are we getting a trick here or are we... Are we getting uh, are we getting tricked here or are we getting a treat? So the Jacksonville Jaguars is my first question. They start off the year up and down. They lose to the Chiefs. They l- lose to the Texans. All of a sudden, they get the mojo going. They beat the Bills in London. They star in London. They've come back and they've faced a pretty easy schedule. Are they real? Are they not? Are you buying this as a, as a trick or is this a treat? I think the biggest thing we can take from this NFL season so far is that we can't take anything from this NFL season so far. <laughs> I think that naturally in an NFL season, teams are going to ebb and flow and it's about the teams getting good at the right time. And the Jaguars have been trending upwards lately. They've been have, putting together some really strong performances. Um, they had a strong performance against the Bills. They beat the Bills in uh, London. They had a strong performance against the Colts, put them away pretty easily. They had a strong performance against a, a Saints team that was ready to go and, and trying to come back in that game. They put another strong performance together against the Steelers. This next week is going to be the... Oh, sorry, ne- they, in two weeks. They've got the bye. Um, and then they've got the 49ers. That's a litmus test, That's really. That's a litmus test. Then you look four weeks after that, they've got the Bengals. That's a litmus test. You look, they've got the Ravens. That's a litmus test. They're coming into the part of their season where they are going to be tested. Even the Browns, honestly, the way the Browns are played, especially on defense, the Browns are going to be a test for them. I want to see if they can get out of those games, two and two or three and one, they're legit. So is it a trick or is it a treat? What are you buying? I think it's a push. I If I had to trend one way based on how they went last year and based on how they're trending this year, I would say it's a treat. But it's going to come down to how they play in those games. Really, the only teams they've played so far that you'd consider playoff teams, Bills and Chiefs, and they split that. So they didn't look impressive against the Chiefs. The Chiefs didn't look impressive and still won. Um, so yeah, you, you, you've split against two playoff teams a Bills team that's been very up and down I don't know how the Jaguars are going to go I would trend towards treat yeah it's treat for me I think that at 6-2 and two, they probably I think we can guarantee them in for 11 games personally 11 wins they'll win the South 11-6 and six, they'll win the South I think that's a treat if I'm a, a fan that's a treat they won the South last year the bar's raised. Exactly. I think I, I personally they need, think... They need to win a playoff game. I know. They need to win I know. A, well, they won a playoff game last year. But am they, I happy... Is high. Am I happy to receive this? And I think if this is in my if this is in my bag, this is in my bag of candy, I'm, I'm happy. I think this is a treat. Okay. Fair. Um, next one we've got on the docket today is the Detroit Lions. Now, I think this is a bit more of a, a uh, cut and dry one. I think the Lions are a legit football team and I think they are a team that's going to be playing very meaningful games in December, January I'm, and maybe February. Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with the the legit team, but I still think this is a treat and that's a result of the division that they're in. They've got to play the Vikings twice with Kirk Cousins who's unfortunately done his Achilles. They play the Packers again who are terrible and they're in a division with the Bears who they also play twice. So this schedule coming up, it's favourable. They're going to win that division. They are going to win that division. Yeah, yeah, I have. Chargers, Bears, Packers, Saints, Bears, Broncos, Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings. It's favourable. So this is a treat. Honestly, I can only see max two losses. That's see that's fine. It's the same sort of thing as the Jags. Obviously, we'll wait and see in the playoffs. Are they real? Are they not? They've got got a bit of a cupcake schedule coming up. However, I don't think they're legit. I think there's still a lot of question marks I have on that offense. Thank God they've given Jameer Gibbs opportunity with with David Montgomery sideline because it only took that to actually happen um, for him to get a pristine opportunity. Nonetheless, I think lock that in as a treat. I think you have to. That team's going to win the division and you're pretty happy to receive that in your candy bag. Yeah, I think uh, Detroit Lions fans will be happy with anything. Uh, Next one, a team that's sort of rounding into form. Um, The Baltimore Ravens. 
Yeah, look, I, I, I'm I'm getting the absolute goods this Halloween because this is another this is another treat. Uh, I'm I think they looked convincing against that Lions team. While she'd say they weren't that great against the Cardinals, their offense looked okay. Um, they've won some pretty close games, which they've tend to lose in years previous. They've beaten teams like the Bengals. They've convincingly beat the Browns and the and the Lions. I think this is this is a treat for me. Lamar Jackson's in form, um, not quite MVP form, but he's been very good, solid as a passer this year, which I think goes underrated. Yeah, look, they can pretty much slot in any running back they want, and that was indicative this weekend when uh, I think it was Gus Edwards goes out and scores three rushing touchdowns. Not happy if you're a, a fantasy owner of Lamar Jackson as he vultured, had three or four touchdowns vultured from him. But uh, look, I think that it, team is solid enough. There's potential to add a running back as well. Yeah, um, of course, of course. We're gonna we're gonna touch on later. Now, you think treat for the Ravens? I'm gonna upset you here. It's a trick. It's 100% a trick. Um, you look at the wins they've had. They barely beat a moribund Cardinals team. They barely beat the Titans. They got creamed by an average at best Steelers team. They got beaten by a Colts team that had Gardner Minshew taking meaningful snaps because Richardson was in, like in and out of that game with injury. I don't think they're as good as they think they are. And I think it's going to come crashing down to earth at some point. Yes, they had a very nice win against the Lions, which I think has helped their stock a bit. Um, and I don't see a lot of... It, it's probably going to come at the end of the season. You've got the Niners and the Dolphins uh, in week 16-17 is probably going to be some of your tougher matchups uh, for them. And maybe this Bengals team now revitalized. Browns could give them a tough matchup. It's a divisional matchup. Jags there actually... When I look at it, actually, there's a bit of a tough schedule coming up. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I think that AFC North is wide open, and I think the Bengals are gonna be the ones to take it. And I don't think the Ravens. If the Ravens don't win that division, I don't think it's a treat. See, I think you've flipped the narrative a little bit on the actual games that they've played, and those games. You know, you refer to that Steelers game. That was abysmal. I will not hear. It was that, that was not a horrific performance. It was. It was. That it was, was horrific. One of the worst Ravens performances since they've had Lamar Jackson at quarterback. It was horrific conditions. Lamar didn't play great. I think the thing is, both teams' offense weren't that great, and they only lost by a touchdown in the dying stages of the game. And that was you're talking about one of the worst performances for that organization, and they still only lose by seven oh, points. Matt Canada is the offensive coordinator for the Steelers. That's their excuse. What's the Ravens? Mate, you have bad weeks. You have bad weeks. They've shown against they've multiple had, people. They've had a few bad weeks. I've, I don't think they're consistent enough. They've they've been in control of multiple games. Like the the Cardinals were never in that game. They're up twenty four to seven. They controlled that game. The Cardinals got a lucky onside kick and scored to make it interesting. Other than that, it was not interesting at all. They handled the Lions, who you're talking about as a team that could go deep into January and February. Then we also refer to a Browns team that is scary and everyone's scared of. They handled them twenty eight to three easy and beat the Bengals, who admittedly weren't in form at that time but it's still a tick on the record sheet they've got a hard schedule i'm still happy i'm receiving this in my in my bag and i i, I trust okay. lamar jackson this season which is something i can't say for a lot of years previous so they're six and two now let's let's walk through the rest of the schedule six uh sorry seahawks well i i can't look at it Game by game. I, want to, I think I, I they want to get go through it game by game because I don't think that they get to what they need to be to win that division. I think they beat the Seahawks at home. Personally. Right, seven and two, Browns. Um, that's at home, isn't it? Uh, Ravens are home. Yeah, they get that one as well. Okay, uh, Ravens are home against the Bengals. Um, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Bengals win that. Eight and three, Chargers. Ravens, Ravens. I reckon Chargers get that one. Ravens. Chargers are going to need it going at thing. So you've got you've got them at nine and three. I've got them at eight and four. Uh, they've got the Rams. Oh, Ravens. I'll have the Ravens as well. Jags. Um, that's a really hard one. If I'm going to say, if I'm going to say, oh, I'm, I could flip, honestly flip either way on that one. I'm not certain. I give it to the Jags. Nine and five. Uh, Niners. Niners. Dolphins. Ravens. No. Okay, no worries. 
And then the Steelers, I think they get. I think they get to 10 wins. Yeah, which I'm happy with. It's are a treat. You, are you happy with that as a Ravens fan? I think I am. I think I am. I think I've seen enough from this offense. I've There's been holes in their defense that have been criticizing games that they've lost. But then in others, their defense has absolutely dominated. And I feel like in years previous, they've got a good enough stack. Zay Flowers is getting better. Um, Odell Beckham Jr.'s look wash. And then all of a sudden, he goes out and plays a great game. You know he can do it in, in the playoffs. We saw him do that in the Super Bowl. Then yeah, that was one. Mark Andrews is still there. They're gonna, they've got potential to make a deal. Um, Gus Edwards has looked fine to great. Um, their offensive line has held up very well this season all a bit of course there's games where they struggle and Michael Pierce has looked like he's not as old as he is he's actually looked pretty solid and was particularly solid against the Cardinals I think the biggest treat that could come for this team is making a trade at the deadline and we'll discuss who um, but we'll have to wait and see on that one uh, next thing we're going to discuss uh, is the Buffalo Bills um, regular listeners of the podcast will know how I feel about the Bills but I digress Ollie I'll let you kick this one off before I kick Josh Allen's teeth in. I'm not... See, I'm not certain on this one. Like, my instinct is to say treat. I'm trying to think of like a, a lolly or a candy or a chocolate comparison. It's like... It's like maybe you got a Cadbury chocolate. You're like, yeah, it's it's reliable enough. It's okay, but it's just not giving me enough. I want something different. I want, you know, a bit of flavor to it. I want a, a marvelous creations. I want something different. I want something with a bit of substance. And this team is just like, okay, like it's all right. You know, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. But uh, so I'm just going to say it's, it's a treat, but I'm, I'm picking it last from the bundle of everything that I have. I'm leaving that to last. It's sitting in that until the end of mid-November when I'm sick of eating candy and I've just got to put up with it and eat it um, because I'm not that confident in the Bills at the moment. Obviously, you're going to come out and you're going to say that Josh Allen has looked terrible, and he has. He, he really has. He's thrown a lot more. Even I'm not sure if statistically this is correct, but to the naked eye, he's looked like he's thrown a lot more interceptions this year. He's made some dumb passes. Um, hasn't used his legs. Mm. Like we, This is a guy that has used his legs throughout his whole career in the NFL to his own detriment. Hasn't used his legs. Hasn't extended plays. Um, and you just feel like their offense hasn't clicked at all. They had a great game against the, the Dolphins. Absolutely flogged the Dolphins. Looked unreal. Josh Allen looked great. Jo- Stefan Diggs look great but Josh Allen does this every time against the Dolphins and this is why you hate him so much because he performs really really well against the Dolphins every year so of course you're going to turn around and go yeah this is a warhead this is sour in my mouth I'm going to throw this one away let me go through the last four results for the Bills Bills lose to the Jaguars Bills should have lost to the Giants if a, if a flag was thrown when it should have been thrown, they should have lost to the Giants. Even still, they only just beat one of the worst football teams in the league. They lost to a Patriots team that had been outscored in previous weeks by 70 points in the, in the two previous weeks before that game. They barely beat an average at best Buccaneers team led by Baker Mayfield. Yes, they beat the Dolphins. They smashed the Dolphins. They beat up on the Commanders and the Raiders. And then they lost to the Jets. If you're a Bills team that is talking about being the stop to the Chiefs dynasty, being a premier team in this comp, this season has been anything but a treat. It has been an absolute trick. Bills fans are not happy with where their team is sitting. And I think that is the definition of trick or treat. They have been a trick this season. And to be a treat, they're going to really have to turn things around. Because they've got a tough schedule. They've got Bengals. They've got Eagles on the schedule. They've got Chiefs still on the schedule. They've got Cowboys still on the schedule. They've got Chargers still on the schedule. And they'll probably beat my Dolphins. Let's be honest. But they've got a lot of hard games on the schedule. Their cupcake part of the season is over. And they've only got, what is it, five wins? Yeah, they're five and three. They're five and three in the cupcake part of their schedule. They needed to roll that. And they haven't. And an arms race in the AFC, they might be staring at a wild card. I don't think it's because they're a worse team than the Dolphins, but the way that the chips have fallen, the Dolphins might end up winning that division. 
Now, I can tell you right now, the Dolphins will win that division. The Bills will be a wild card team. But this is the only reason why I'm thinking this is a treat, but it's at the bottom of the barrel. You're scraping the bottom of the barrel here because you know that this Bills team in the playoffs could do anything. And that's where it becomes that unknown. It becomes, oh, it's a bit intriguing. The Bills, they'll make the playoffs. It's intriguing enough where you go, oh, is it a treat? Is it a, is it not? I'll give it a go. Is it the plain old boring Cabri? Or does this time it taste unreal? I don't know why it tastes so good this time around, but I haven't had it in months. And all of a sudden, you're on a roll and you've finished the whole packet. Is that a case of this scenario here? Does this team slowly get better and better as the season goes on? Or do they just hit their strides in the playoffs and all of a sudden Josh Allen goes, I've got the arm talent, I've got the legs, I'm going to actually pull my finger out. Every single year that the Bills made the, have made the playoffs under Josh Allen, they've lost a game earlier than predicted. Every single year. That is not that is not just luck, that is a trend. That is a trend of a man who can't get it done. So they finished thirteen and three, eleven and six, thirteen and three. I don't think they finish any better than eleven and six. They're gonna come in with a different mojo, a different identity in these playoffs. They're gonna have to find some sort of identity because I think that's what they lack at the moment. They lack that flavour. I agree. I agree. And is that the treat you want to be eating? Well, I think I think it I think it is, but it's at the bottom of the barrel hedge. Okay. We're we're arguing semantics, I think. So we're gonna move on to the Cincinnati Bengals, who had a really tough start to the year, a really poor start to the year, a lot would argue. Um, but have rounded into a little bit of form lately. They just took down the 49ers in a fairly convincing performance. Um what do you make of these Bengals? Yeah, well look, I said I think it was a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Whatever it could have been, everyone was talking that Joe Burrow needed to get better. And I said 100%. Joe Burrow needs to be a better player. He needs to carry this team, create a spark on that offense like he did last year and years previous. On the weekend, absolutely unreal. Four incompletions from 32 attempts, 283 yards and three touchdowns. But as I've always said all along... It fell on Joe Mixon to stretch out that defense when they to stretch out defenses. Um, Joe Mixon goes for 5.4 yards a carry, scores a touchdown, 87 yards, opens up the field, provides an option in the passing game. He gets three dump off uh, catches for 23 yards, opens up the defense. I feel, really truly felt like Joe Mixon needed to get going, and I feel like he has now, which has been a recipe for success for this team. Because I think they're hitting the stride, and I'm buying this as a treat. Maybe I was uncertain on it at first, and then all of a sudden I had it and went, oh, this is actually all right. I don't know what comparison that would be, H. I'm I'm trying to think of the right treat, but it's a treat with that real nice aftertaste where you're like... Yeah, let's go another. It's one Mate, of those like Moorish foods. Maybe it's, it's like a it's Ferrero the sa- it's the sour. It's the sour patch. First it's sour, then it's sweet. Mate, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Um this Bengals team, when it's singing, it sings a wonderful tune. And come playoff time, this is the team more than the Bills that I think can beat anyone no matter where they're sitting. I think that the Bills want to think they're that team. I think the Bengals are that team. No matter where they're sitting, they can beat anybody. They went in and did it against the Bills last year. They almost did it against the Chiefs last year. They did it against the Chiefs the year before. This is the team that can actually upset people, unlike the Bills. Watch them absolutely tow the Bills this coming week. Yeah, look, uh, it's going to be an interesting finish. And will some of these teams make moves at the trade deadline? We've got a consideration of that a little bit later. But we're going to do a couple drafts first, H. We're going to do a candy draft and a movie monsters draft. Yeah, I think it's time to take a bit of the tension out of the room because that one got a bit spicy um, talking about some of those teams. We'll see whether they're going to be tricks or treats. But let's get into the candy draft. Alt, you're going to kick us off for this one. Okay, all right, well... As many know me, I'm the candy man. I'm, I'm more of a lolly guy. I'm not a huge chocolate guy, but will the the chips fall in my way in this draft? Not too sure. But I'm going to go with my all-time number one, my favorite candy of all time, and that's Skittles. First pick in the draft. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a real good one. I don't think... if It's hard if we're talking personal preference or if we're trying to appeal to the masses. I don't know if it's my personal favorite, but I would have picked it number one overall. If, okay. it, if we were appealing sort of thing. I reckon I'm going to go for a draft here that reflects my taste, H. I don't know about you. What are you feeling? I'm going, yeah, let's just see which who's got the better taste. Um, I'm going to go M&M's. Reliable. I think they're 
Skittles, but for my chocolate sweet tooth, um, they edge Skittles for me. See, not a fan of M&M's, but a fan of peanut M&M's. Mm. So a bit of variety there. I know the Skittles got the sour Skittles and the they got all sorts of Skittles now. Once upon a time, there was only one flavor, but the peanut M&M's is uh, carrying that pick a bit for me. Yep. Um, so my next pick after that, uh, we've gone a bit sweet. It's time to get a bit sour. I'm going to go Sour Patch Kids. You gave me the idea. Yeah, love it. Love it. Um, next one I'm going to go is a bit of an old reliable here. I'm going to go with Gummy Bears. If I had to pick one, it would probably be those Haribo Gummy Bears, but Ooh, yeah. Gummy Bears in general. Do you think that time has passed the Gummy Bears by though? Yes, I do. I think that the Sour Patch Kids are the the new age gummy bears I don't think people eat gummy bears because they're like well I need something extra and that's where they turn to the Sour Patch Kids the one thing I will say is gummy bears are huge internationally they are in the western culture they're probably not as you sort of said um, out of their time a little bit but where they originated in Europe in Germany uh, in those European countries they're probably still the number one candy for those guys yeah fair fair Um, what are you going with next Uh, I'm going to go with my first chocolate one can't believe it but I Absolutely love the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Ooh, good shout. Good shout. Um, I'm going to go one that uh, people get usually around Christmas time. Um, I'm going to go with Ferrero Rocher. Um, the crunch, the gooey inside um, does a lot for me. And speaking about gooey inside, I'm going to go with number seven. I'm going to go with those lint balls, those delicious morsels of chocolatey goodness I can't get enough. You and your balls, eh? All right. Uh, give me alls. Give me, give me nuts. Give me balls. Give me them all. Okay. So for those of you who are a fan of this next product, basically, we, they don't have them in Australia anymore. But That's weird. Everyone knows that these were absolutely elite when they were around, and it's Starburst. Mm. Don't know if that takes away from anything that they're not so readily available, but can, they're, they're up there they're for still me. still around. I'm pretty sure they're still around. You know what really is a travesty? Starburst lollipops are so much better than Jaffa Chups. Yeah. They were thicker. They had more flavor to them. I, yeah, can't get enough of the, the Starburst, lollipop, Starburst lollipops. Um, number nine, your last pick. Yeah, last pick. I just couldn't let it fall any longer. One of my favorite chocolate bars one of the most popular brands around the world and it's Snickers H yeah very good shout um, with my last pick I'm going to go with a brand that's synonymous with Australia and it's got so many different varieties um, Cadbury chocolate yeah okay I mean you, you look at all the flavours you've got the, the your twirls your uh, oh he's going for the grouping here I'm going for the group. Cadbury chocolate as a whole I think that Cadbury chocolate as a whole means a lot to Australia I think they do so many different varieties you've got the bars you've got the little rollos you've got the the 12 bites you've got the all the different flavors of the blocks I think that Cadbury chocolate is so synonymous with Australia that if you are un-Australian if you don't vote for my team he really said in the candy draft I'm going to take the candy selection but I like it <laughs> all right we'll move into the monsters draft now H movie on, monsters just, so before we go into it sorry should we just recap our teams yeah i'll go quickly skittles gummy bears peanut butter cups starburst and snickers i've got m&m's sour patch kids uh ferrero rocher lint balls and cadbury chocolate all right we'll quickly fire through this movie monsters draft h you've been tasked with the first overall overall pick yeah and i think there's a very clear one i think when you think monster you think of this character it's a character you see a lot of um during uh during Halloween uh, and and the like, I'm going to go with one of Universal's classic monsters. I'm going to go with Frankenstein's monster. Gotcha. Frankenstein is the doctor. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Everyone knows who I'm talking about. The bolt through the neck, green stitches, everything. All right. Give me the stack at two and three. I'm going Godzilla and King Kong. Oh, that's a good stack. It's a stack of that's note. A stack. stack of note. All right. I'm going to go with another one then that honestly I know the stack was appealing to you but I'm surprised it's fallen Dracula Dracula has been in so much pop culture for many years that I think that it's a clear pick there Uh, for number five I'm going to go with my own stack actually I'm going to start my Universal Monsters stack uh, with Frankenstein as well I'm going to go with The Mummy okay righto I'm going to go with Xenomorph or 
Alien or from Alien. So the Xenomorph from, from Alien, yeah. And I'm going to go with Pennywise. Ooh, interesting choice there. Very interesting choice. A, a more modern choice. Probably the most modern choice on uh, on this one. Um, you know what? You've opened it up for me. I'm going to take all five universal classic monsters. These are the absolute classic quintessential monsters. It's, it is it is all five of them. It's the starting five. It's the, it's the Chicago Bulls of the 90s. I'm going to take the Wolfman and I'm going to take the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay. No worries. All right. I'm going to go with... I'm going to finish off with Predator. So think Alien v Predator. Think the Predator movie. Uh, think that Predator series. I'm locking in Predator. Another stack for you there. It's a, it's going to be an interesting battle here. Um, so my team, I've got Frankenstein, Dracula, the Mummy, the Wolfman, and the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Smick. All right, we're putting on our uh, GMs. What, oh, we well, want mine. I yeah, look, I thought it was already a dub, but uh, we'll go with Godzilla, King Kong, elite stack. Um, then we'll go with Pennywise and Alien, and we'll finish off with Predator, so we can have the Alien v Predator matchup. Alrighty. Um, so, next segment, we're gonna have a little bit of fun here. We're gonna do a bit of a role play. Um, I'm going to pick a GM. I'm going to tell you what GM you're being. And we're going to have a try to make a little bit of a deal here. So I am the Ravens general manager. And I'm just finding his name. His name is Eric DaCosta. I'm going to be Eric DaCosta. And I'm reaching out to you, Mr. Titans general manager, who is Ran Carthon. Didn't know that was a real name. <laughs> All right. Bring, 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 bring. <laughs> You're not doing this again. Bring, bring. Hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good there. How are you doing? <laughs> not too bad. What do you got for me? Now, look. You've, you've got a great thing going there in Tennessee. Um, I think you've done a lot there. I think you've done a great job. I think you've got a lot of young talent to build around. And I want to help you with that. I want to give you some draft picks. So you can get some young talent. It looks like Will Levis might be might just be the guy. I want to help you out with that. So I'm going to give you some draft picks. You're going to ask um, Eric, what are what are you giving back to me? What am I giving back to you? Why why are you why are you being so nice? I think you've got an aging star of that team that still has some value. I would like Derek Henry to come play for us here in Baltimore. In exchange. For a second this year and a third next year. I think it's probably got to be a one and a three to get this done. A one and two, I'd nearly say. I'll give you a one next year and a two this year. Yeah, look, Hatch, I reckon that's just about what gets it done. Sorry, my name's Eric. Oh, come on. We're not... (laughs) Pull your head in. I reckon... (laughs) Look, I've honestly got no idea because running running backs sort of get... They're always reduced. And we've seen some crazy trades. Like, people getting traded for, like, fifth and sixth that, you know, are worth way more than that. Um, but it's the expiring deal. It's a team trying to get some draft picks. Derrick Henry is at the end of his window. He's 29 years of age. Running backs usually have a lifespan until about 28. So, I, I, would it even give us a... It, it might not even be a first round. It might be two first. seconds. He's a free agent at the end of the year. It's yeah. a one-year rental. I think you. I think that initial offer of like a second and a third is probably a fair offer. You, you're giving some value back to a team who's getting rid of Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry's probably not staying anyway unless he's under a franchise tag. I think the second and the third is probably what gets it done there. Um, Derrick Henry on the Ravens, scary thought. Yeah, that no, would change sure. me to thinking they're a trait. Yeah, look, I, I do agree. Um, and we're probably not going to do a, a call-up of each of these, but... You're not. Because <laughs> I, I think it's really hard to quantify what all of these are worth I, I, without specifically looking at all of them. But I think the Panthers... <coughs> I think the Panthers have Brian Burns at the moment who is yep. truly unhappy. He yep. needs a contract extension. Who's calling up, H? Who's calling up for Brian Burns, who not long ago was the 16th pick in the draft, two-time pro bowler. He's looked absolutely unreal for that Panthers team on what is not a stacked defense. I think Dan Campbell's called him up. I think he's asking Brian Burns to come and bite some kneecaps off with him and uh, and join him in Detroit. And see, I like that because I think 
it allows uh, the Lions to perhaps put him at a right D end or whether it's a linebacker position where Jack Campbell's currently playing. Is it John Kaminsky's position? It gives them depth. Um, one of those players that I could see be versatile as a D end, probably not as an interior lineman, but can play that linebacker spot. Got a bit of versatility. It's something that could make this Lions team an even scarier defense. And what many people are saying is a little bit underrated this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, moving on now to another player. And then this is a player you brought up and you've given him a location, which I initially, and pull back the curtain, I've got a name written down in in brackets as to why this shouldn't be a thing. You've got Jerry Judy going to the Chargers, but Mike Williams is right there. I know he's injured, but what? why? What? Who, who, why? Yeah, so I think... Mike Williams being out for the next 12 to 18 months and they've talked about this being a longer term ACL knee injury given the severity of it I believe he's done it pretty severe so they're looking at a mid-season return for Mike Williams this year next year sorry not being a 9 to 12 month recovery like you usually see uh, Jerry Judy they could probably get him for uh, for pennies on the dime uh, we, we've seen Josh Palmer stepped up a little bit for the Chargers I just think this is a team that needs to be aggressive at this point in time. Um, the fact that they've lost a fair few games early at three and four, they really need to make a move to try and get a wild card spot because if they don't, um, I, th- I think they've got some serious concerns. I th- personally think Brennan Staley, it's his last year if they don't make the playoffs. And I think he's going into that He's going into his GM's office and saying, Jerry Judy's there. We know we can get him cheap. Um, I I think we know we can get him cheap. Let's have a crack and let's fix this in the short term because he's only thinking short term because he wants to keep his job because screaming at OC is Kellen Moore, who I think probably already nearly should be a head coach. So I think this is driven internally by Brendan Staley. I think this is driven internally by the whole team going, yeah, look, we thought we were here to compete. We lost a game to the Jags that we should have won last year. It's all dead, dead and grim. We're three and four. We need to make a move for something. Wide receiver seems to be a position where they're looking to add depth. Um, and I, I've just, I don't hate the move. I think it's a team that's trying to, trying to get better and could look to get better at the deadline. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. Um, you've, you've got me convinced there. I think that's a, a good call, especially considering the job status. Um, I've got one now that a lot of people have been talking about, and I, I don't know how this is going to get under the cap, but Devontae Adams getting out of the Raiders and getting traded to a division rival in the Chiefs. Do you put any stock in this? Absolutely no stock. But he's pissed off. He does not want to be there. He does not want Jimmy G as his quarterback, and he looks absolutely fuming on the sidelines every single time he's they neglect like to throw the ball all to him. year too he's been like that all year he is very unhappy in the Raiders and I think it, it it doesn't serve a team keeping a talented player if he's not going to a play talented for you and b is going to be an instigator in the locker room is not going to be happy with things I think that they need to move him who does he go to because it's got to be a team with a bit of cap space surely ah <sighs> He he's probably one of those ones that doesn't get moved. So maybe you can go a bit of a a bit of a more bold one or something for the yeah. fun of it. H. I, th- I, I think I'll, I'll just go the Chiefs. Could you imagine him throwing like Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball? Ah, oh, seriously, couldn't. It's it, I, I mean I could. You just put a red jersey on old Aaron Rodgers film. Like <laughs> that's insane. Welcome back, Devontae Adams. We've missed you for the last year and a half. I'm gonna throw one out there for the fun of it. And I've got absolutely no real reason why. I don't think the Raiders would want to trade him to an AFC team, something in NFC. And I'm just going to say the bloody Cowboys get it done for some unknown reason. Yuck. Yuck. I hate it. I hate, I hate it, it. I hate it, it so as well. I hate it as well. I hate it as well. No, no. That's disgusting. Cleanse my palate with something. Give me. We were going to end it after that. Give me another one. I can't end on that. All right. Well, I've got one that makes a little bit more sense. And I think when I say his name and when I say the destination I'm thinking of, I think it will will cleanse your palate, mate. I okay. think it's Hunter Renfro to the to the Patriots. <laughs> Doesn't it just make sense? 
how isn't he already on the Patriots? He looks like a Julian Edelman clone. He does. It's either that or join Tom Brady if Tom Brady comes out of retirement. But, like, seriously, he looks like Julian Edelman out there. Yeah, get that done um, immediately. They. It would give Mac Jones the help he so desperately needs. Get that done right now. I could see, I could see that trade working out, and it just makes sense for some unknown reason. That's, yeah, very strange, but... Uh, but we'll move on now into the mailbag. First question comes from Declan from Waters Bay, who asks, who wins the 2024 Ballon d'Or? You know who it's probably going to be, even though he doesn't deserve it, Lionel Messi, because they just give it to him every year. I've recently come on the board with the Lionel Messi is the greatest of all time, but I will not accept that Erling Haaland was not the best football player in the last calendar year. That is atrocious and a blatant mismanaging of the entire system I see I certainly think that Erling Haaland was the best goal scorer last year do I think he was the best player yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was about to do my then if you, if, you say, if you said anything different and this is me a Man United fan and a guy that Erling Haaland knocked us out of the Champions League a Real Madrid fan, like all this, saying that he, a Man City player, is the best player in the league. That's hard to say, but he was very clearly. It was one of the greatest years of all time in the sport. It's a travesty that he did not win. It's yeah. an absolute joke. Um, as to who will win next year, I think that you've got a good shout written down there. Who have you got? Yeah, I got Jude Bellingham. I, th- I think he's looked unreal for Real Madrid this year and it's paved me something severe. I bet it has. Because he was so close to going to Liverpool. Right? He was all but signed, apparently. Um, he's went for the for the money. He's went for the big team. Probably doesn't want to live in Liverpool. Fair enough. And I just think he's hit form at the right time. He's looked like one of the best players this season. Real Madrid have hit form. If they win a Champions League, looking like they're going to win um, their domestic league as well. So if that's the case, he's their best player at the moment. So I think he is my early shout. Good shout there. I would, I, I, I mean, I hope all of those things come true. Um, next one comes from at Thunderdove who asks, thoughts on the James Harden trade? We just saw this go through. So it's James Harden uh, to the Los Angeles Clippers for a bag of chips. Harden strikes again. How does he continue to do this? He cries and cries his way out to a team, gives up nothing. Like, they didn't even have to give up Westbrook. I know they were never going to give up um, Kawhi or Paul George. They didn't even have to give up Terrence Mann. Uh, What the hell? (laughs) They've given up. It's basically a power forward swap. There's an unprotected first round in 2028. Who cares? Um, James Harden finally finds a destination and there's a big three in Los Angeles in Harden, Leonard and um, Paul George and Westbrook's look okay. He just needs to not shoot the ball, which I don't think he's tasked to do with those three guys around him. So I think this has potential to work. Do I think they win the finals? Absolutely not. No, not a chance. Um, Last question comes from Mason from Newcastle who asks, was Francis Ngannou robbed? See, this is a hard question. Um, I think from from a, an, a view of that fight, it looked like he won the fight. It looked like he did the most damage. Um, it looked, you know, obviously he had that knockdown in round three. But I look at it from a judge's perspective and the statistics, you know, that being power punches, punches, body shots, so on and so forth. And... Tyson Fury controls all of those areas. So I think from a judge's standpoint, I had it 95-94 either way. I initially thought, it's sort of like when you think about the UFC and when you think about boxing in general, it's really, what is the, the other guy's almost got to convincingly win to take the title. And this was, the title of this fight was, this was going to be a one on Tyson Fury's record. Do you really think boxing wanted to do that? No. So I think in these circumstances, judges sitting there, 95-94 either way. Um, let's give Francis a split decision. He's defied all the odds. He's looked great. He hasn't tarnished his um, reputation. He'll probably continue boxing and, you know, he'll probably have another crack at Tyson Fury or a fighter down the track and 
it'll have a bit more credit and merit to it. So, yeah, look, I think... I won't say he was robbed. I think objectively and looking at that fight from sort of a surface level perspective, just to say that, hey, look, this guy knocked down Tyson Fury and controlled a lot of that fight. I don't think he's robbed, but I can certainly see the arguments. I mean, the fact that you had to say that subjective opinion was coming into it on how it would affect the legacy of one of the fighters... That is a, it's a big way of talking around the fact that that does sound like it was... Oh, it's, it's it, what I'm it saying is it's controversial. It was controversial, yeah, and it, it wasn't quite... It wasn't a level playing field. But, like, am I, like, su- am I surprised? Uh, yeah. Uh, no. The, the boxing no, judges voted that the boxer won. Am I surprised? No. But was he robbed? Yes. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I would think... say that 95% of people watching that fight says Ngannou wins. Was it was it un you know you think of the definition of robbed like was it unwarranted was it taken from him okay it wasn't, maybe it wasn't like it wasn't the most obvious thing in the world that, oh, yes of course he should have won but if if you had everyone scoring that fight at home ninety five percent of people score it and Gani wins I agree and if you're a boxing judge I think sixty percent of people score it Tyson Fury wins so it's like in what in what it just depends in what setting you put yourself in. I think that's where it's easy to understand and misunderstand the results of that fight. I'll take that. Well, that's it for our podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. If you did enjoy the podcast, make sure to follow us on all of our socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Road Trip Sports Pod. Any inquiries you've got, if you'd like to get in touch with the podcast, make sure to reach out to us, roadtripsportspodcast at gmail.com, or you can slide into any of our DMs. Uh, this episode, like all of our recent episodes, has been sponsored by Major Sports Collectibles Australia at Major Sports Collectibles, your one-stop shop for any sports memorabilia. If it's got a signature, it's for you. Jerseys, helmets, whatever you want, if they've got it in stock or whether you need to order it in, they can sort you out. Make sure to reach out to them, Major Sports Collectibles Australia at Major Sports Collectibles. We hope your team wins this week, unless they play one of ours or the mighty New Orleans Saints, who are our team of the podcast and we'll see you next time see ya